0: It's as if we had lost the ability to hear
1: our great philosophers, our great teachers, our great scientists, our great wisdom bearers.
2: That's Richard Nelson, or Nels to his friends. Nels was equal parts anthropologist, storyteller, naturalist, and wildlife sound recordist. Together with his friends Liz McKenzie, a filmmaker, and Hank Lenfer, a fellow sound recordist, The three of them created a film called The Singing Planet, just released on Vimeo. This is the story of that endeavor.
1: Hank and Nels had been working together for a while, recording natural sounds and building this natural sounds library, really, for various places in in Alaska. And I think Nels was the one who first started that at Gates of the Arctic National Park, building a sound library for them, and then Hank kind of jumped on board and and I know Hank has some stories, I think, of how he first came to be enthralled with, with natural sound. So they were trying to figure out, you know, how to reach a bigger audience with this message of listening to all these other voices in the world, other than human voices in the
0: world. And then we started doing a series of public Presentations where we would say, "God, we got to share all this." I mean, you uh, you have something that beautiful pour into your psyche, and your one of your first impulses is, "My God, we've got to share this. This is too beautiful to hold on to ourselves." So we did these public presentations, which were really fun, and and you know we would go into a setting, an auditorium somewhere, make sure we had really good sound systems, tell a few stories play these sounds. And from the stage, we could look out, watch people with their eyes closed, being transported by these sounds. And, and, and then we had the thought, well, what if we could take all these people with us into the field? I mean, how much more powerful would that be than here in this auditorium? So let's see if we can do that. So we partnered with Liz, brought the camera with us, um, She told the story of the two of us chasing these sounds, hearing these sounds. And there's, you know, there's some bits of giddiness in there. So you get a sense on its effect on the two of us. So the other response we got from audiences in our public presentations is they would see the two of us and say, wow, you guys have such a fun friendship. You are lit up by what you're hearing. So I want to drink some of that. And so we said, all right, well, let's make a film so we can serve that up and say, here you go, fill yourself up. So the film is really our best effort to craft a compelling invitation for people to go out and listen on their own.
1: So they asked me if I would be interested in in doing it. And, And honestly, you know, I thought, That you want to be talking to, I don't know, National Geographic or Nature or, you know, some of these super high-level filmmakers, but they said no, that they wanted me to do it, and as it turns out, I think because I'm so lean and mean as far as my equipment and all of that, if I can't carry it on my back, it's not going, you know, because you're in the backcountry, you're crawling over logs, you're in and out of boats and up and down mountains, and... We went to so many places in, in Glacier Bay, which is a primary filming area for, for the film. It would have been hard for a bigger film crew to to do that with, with Hank and Nels. The film really follows their work in Southeast Alaska, in Glacier Bay National Park, recording uh, natural sounds, the places that they record, the kinds of sounds that they record and also very much their thinking on what these natural sounds mean what they're telling us and inviting people to really stop and listen and to hear these sounds that are for most of us they're there but we don't hear them you know we we hear the sounds of traffic or planes but usually layered in there are also birds singing and It's really an invitation to to start listening again and and the importance of that and learning to love the world in a different way where we tend to be so visual.
0: I live in Southeast Alaska on the coast in a little town of Gustavus, and I have dedicated this lifetime to exploring pretty much uh, the Icy Strait region. If you drew a circle around my house with... Oh, maybe a hundred mile circumference. That is where I spend almost all of my time. And I've been here since the fifth grade, Alaska my whole life, Gino, since the fifth grade, and I'm going to spend my remaining years right here. There's just more to explore than I can do in this lifetime. Uh, I'm a father. I'm a sound recordist and a writer and a gardener and a carpenter.
1: For me, right from the start, I wanted the viewers and listeners of this film to have as much of a real experience of what it's like to be out with these wild voices as possible. And I wanted not just Nels and Hank to be the narrators, but I wanted all these natural voices to tell the story as well.
0: Somebody like Nels did this amazing job of crafting with great intention his lineage of storytelling. He crossed cultures and he crossed species boundaries and he placed himself in incredibly rich and important lineage of storytelling. Uh, So it was just uh, all this diversity pouring down through one man who not only lived with great intention, but dedicated himself to the art of storytelling through the written page and through radio programs. And I continued to be greatly inspired by his example. I first met him on the page. He was uh, a great writer, and he was telling a piece of my story i read the island within and he talked about uh how at home he felt underneath the branches of a hemlock tree kind of sheltered from the um, human bustle and i said yeah, that's me i i like that um spot underneath that tree as well and he talked about hunting and i'm a hunter and then i had this great chance to meet him um there's a group of people from sitka hiking Um, through a valley and a group of people from the north uh, hiked south and we met in the middle in search of some big trees and we immediately became friends. We just played. Um, Everybody else was working and we were throwing spruce cones at each other. We just had this shared love of adventure and place and we just started taking trips. Um, We live about 100 miles apart And I would boat down there, and he would show me all of his favorite places. He would come up here, and I'd show him all of my favorite places. And then he got into radio. He wanted to come up to my backyard, which is Glacier Bay. We went out in my boat. He put the headphones on me, gave me his parabolic dish, told me it would change my life, and it did. I pushed that button, and I dropped into a world I thought I knew but had never fully listened to. And I came back from that trip, bought myself a parabolic dish, and Nels and I set out to figure out how we could just record. We ended up getting a contract with the National Park Service to build a library of sounds. We spent years just camping together in the most animal-rich, quietest places we could find. And we were camping together, and camping involves campfires, and campfires involve stories. So our shared stories just rose up with the sparks of those fires, and our friendship was deepened right there.
1: The Singing Planet is really an invitation to slow down, to immerse yourself in the, the wild voices. Birds, bees, bears, whales, waterfalls, glaciers, Um and to remember the profound and deep beauty that's still here in this world and the importance of taking care of and, and, and growing the places that give rise to these loud voices. And humans need the beauty of those voices in those places as much as we need food or water or air And I don't mean just the big places like the big national parks and national forests and national wildlife areas, but state parks and city parks and um, an empty lot in your neighborhood, your own backyard, or even a balcony with a plant and a hummingbird feeder. We need to savor and protect the wild voices and the places that give rise to them, no matter how big or how small.
0: The Singing Planet is about the power and joy and importance of deep listening and the community that can be perceived through our ears and the joy that results when we hear the community that we have always been a part of.
1: One of my favorite memories of Being in the field with Hank and Nels is the so we had two tents. Those guys were in a big tent with all their gear, and I was in you know a smaller tent with my gear. But we tents are very close together, so we could talk back and forth or whatever. And I would fall asleep at night to the sound of the two of them just cracking each other up like two eight-year-old boys out on a camping trip. And I would wake in the morning to that sound the two of them laughing again and it was just a beautiful way to go to sleep and and to wake up also it was part to me of this whole idea of the singing planet because our voices are a part of the song of this planet as well and our laughter throughout all of our our filming trips, we laughed so much and i think it was because i mean hank and nels together both of them had great senses of humor
0: I believe we are all storytellers every day of our lives by the decisions we make and how we live our life. And we are living out stories that we have been told since we were children about how to live, how to work, what education is important. How do we measure worth? Who do we associate with? These are all manifestations of story and we are all in a lineage of storytellers storytelling is really an act of listening we can only tell what we've heard nels and i were spending all this time out recording which was just as more fun than you can almost imagine and we just spend weeks out there just getting giddy when you wake up every day And the internet is nowhere near you. And you're just going out and just filling your being with beautiful sound. And you just have a good friend. And you come back and you say, here's what I heard. What did you hear? And it's just kind of this building of beauty and uh, euphoria. All kinds of laughter and joy. Yeah, it's uh, acoustic LSD. It'll change your world.
1: We had three major filming trips in Glacier Bay, and also a lot of uh, filming around the area where Nelson and I live. And we we camped for much of it. We're, we're in the skiff, we're in kayaks, we're in a dory at one point. And, you know, all all over to try to capture all these natural sounds and the visual part of this.
0: It's a landscape that still has all her critters in it. And the comment that most people say upon arriving here is it is so quiet. And that's not the absence of sounds, because this place is alive with critter sounds, but that they can hear these sounds. And so you immediately get a sense that you're in this larger community the greater than human community so a spiritual opening is any little window that expands our awareness to the reality that we are embedded in this huge wide complex diverse and beautiful community and as soon as you get on the ground here and move away from the roads and the uh, airports you feel that community and we're hungry for it we're hungry to feel a part of something bigger than ourselves and our urban environments are really a human echo chamber they just reflect the human enterprise everywhere we look and listen so alaska offers the opportunity to view the human endeavor in this larger context.
1: Hank was also great at getting us to the places that we needed to be for me to film what was important in the film, you know, where the, the bears were likely to be, where we might find some of these birds, some of these other natural sounds, find places that we could camp that you know, hopefully were <laughs> Not anywhere on the Barrow's Trails and, um, and where, we, you know, we'd wake up very early in the morning, you know, four o'clock in the morning, and there might be a thrush singing right over your tent.
0: The stories of the greater than human world are falling farther and farther behind us. And I feel it's a piece of my life's work to bring those back any way I can into the forefront of our awareness. These other critters help tell the truth of the world that we are embedded in and we have no option to disassociate ourselves from this world. But if we do it with ignorance, we do so at the peril of the other critters and and to ourselves. This is the one great, Voice of Earth, this singing, ringing planet of ours. The question for me that so often directs my early morning hours is, whoa, what's that sound? Whoa, the Lincoln sparrows are now fledged. Wow, the babies make that sound. Wow, the song sparrow switch songs so completely. Oh, is that the same robin? that was here last year, and did it survive the winter from wherever it went? So those are all answers to questions, and curiosity is nothing more than a river of questions. One of your podcasts with a good friend of yours talking about flow, and and it flashed me to a good morning of recording. And there's something about the act of hitting the record button and holding incredibly still. So your wrist tenons don't mess with the recording and, and having that, you know, that one phrase of the hermit thrush just pour in. And then there's this, there's space and you know, the next one's coming and it's not going to last that long. Cause the bird's going to fly off, a plane's going to come in. And so each phrase is so precious as it's pouring into the headphones and uh, pouring into the recorder and it evaporates all other thoughts and that's as close as I've got to what might be called flow It's just that complete act of listening and the experience of flow results in euphoria in my experience. There's just something euphoric about the complete dedication of our attention to any one thing. And when that thing's as gorgeous as a hermit thrush, all the greater.
2: The Singing Planet, a film by my friend Liz McKenzie with Richard Nelson, Hank Lenfer, and as Hank calls them, the greater than human voices of the natural world. We lost Nels in 2019, but we still have his voice and his vision and his passion. And this film not only compels us to get out there and listen, but it memorializes everything that Nels believed. You can rent or buy The Singing Planet on Vimeo. Please do. Put on your headphones, sit back, and immerse yourself in the voice of the planet. Thank you.